Welcome to the Perfect Time Podcast with Christy and Lindsay. Grab your coffee and let's chat mindset. In these mini episodes, we talk about how now is the perfect time to get in the best emotional, mental, and physical shape of our lives. Our minds are the most powerful tool we have. So let's grow together. Good morning, Perfect Timers. Good morning, Christy. Morning. Slurping my coffee over here. Yeah, me too. First cup. It's always the best. So good. That first sip, man. It is just the best. Let me just let me just get a little refill over here. <laughs> How are you and all your farm animals? Oh my gosh. We're good. I uh I'm getting my goat is he just turned two months old. So he's very much a baby. And we got him when he was not even one month old. So like I'm bottle feeding him. I'm trying to wean him from his bottle, which is like weaning a five-year-old <laughs> from the breast. Like it is hard. He, a five-year-old from the breast? Yes, because I'm I'm saying that because like he knows what he wants and he when he doesn't get his way, he like rams me with his horns. Like he's he's like a oh capable, my. he's not a baby that you're like weaning away. Like he's okay, I get it now. I was just thinking maybe you threw out the wrong number, but I get it. No, no, five. Like a five-year-old who's like give me the boob. Like he like knows what he wants, you know? So like, anyway, he rams me with his horn. So we're weaning him and trying to teach him that he can't ram me with his horns. Um, goats are very smart. So they're like, they're like dogs, they're trainable and, and he's learning, but he's anyway, I'm ready for him to have a friend here on the farm and we're picking her up a new goat on Saturday. So I can't wait. Oh, yay. Do you know what it's going to be? Um, Ruby named her and her name is going to be maple, mm. like maple syrup. That's perfect. Love yeah, that. She's, cute. she's white and she has blue eyes. She's, she's beautiful. Aww. Charlie's going to love her. Yeah. Um, so that's, our farm is growing. We're getting another goat. I know. That's amazing. Can't yeah. wait. Okay. That's really cute. I saw pictures of you and the goat, like taking a walk or something. And I'm just like, what is your life right now? It's so he's my best. He's truly is like my best little buddy. Like he follows me everywhere. He, we got the goat and the livestock guardian dog at the same time. The goat follows commands way, way better than the dog. Like he, when I call him, he comes, he, and when I call the dog, the dog just looks at me and like, so Charlie, the goat is very sweet and he loves to hike with me. And he definitely has no idea though, that he's a goat. Like he thinks he's a dog, um, or a human. I don't know what he thinks he is, but he doesn't think he's a goat. That's wild. He's cool. I love him. I'm just, so cool. he also just is very needy. He's a big baby. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. I love, I love that about little Charlie. Yeah. He's well, good, good stuff. Good, good. That's yeah. Fun. Yeah. What's up? What's new with you? How was uh, your weekend? My weekend was good. Um, as you know, you know, Christy, not the world knows. Um, we tried camping, not for the, not Justin and I for the first time, but camping with the kids for the first time. And by camping, I mean, we stayed in a cabin. So like pseudo camping, but listen, the amount of packing for a family of five for three days, Justin literally <laughs> said the night before he goes, 
oh my gosh, I'm so excited that we're moving to Jellystone because the amount of crap we had, <laughs> it looked like we were literally moving somewhere. Um, so I was laughing. We did use a lot of it, but now I know going forward um, yeah. what the heck to bring. I mean, I was just like, I don't know. What do I do? But our friend- I remember you texted me before you left. I, like, I don't know what to pack for food. I was like- no hot dogs and marshmallows like just <laughs> I know and then I made it so much harder on myself because I made jalapeno poppers before I made like a breakfast casserole before I was trying to be cute because the people that we camp with are legit so I didn't want to come with just like a graham cracker and a hot dog I felt like I needed to contribute I mean you know Jackie we you you know Jackie but she's been on the podcast before she was in their little camper making individual size waffles for the kids smoothies like at the I mean it was oh a whole thing I know that's what that's who we were going with and she made it so fun but I felt like I had to step up my game a little yeah well good for you that's yeah. awesome anyways all that to say we tried camping um and oh my gosh it was so fun not just for the kids but we had we had a blast so I totally understand the RV life now even I mean yeah. RVs I am jealous of I was looking around like this is big time but so the place where you went had like um cabins and then people were there with their campers and also yeah. were tent, was their tent yeah. have you ever been to a, a campsite like that it's called Jellystone I've I've heard of them and my um my brother-in-law and sister-in-law have an airstream and they frequent Jellystones. I, I think they probably, I think they've been to that one. Does that one have a little water park stream? Yes. And it was okay. so fun. Well, and I know we had talked about it because I invited you to go and you couldn't go, but um, you should go next time because it was so fun. I would love and to. And they have like, so they have cabins for people like us that can't get it together. And then they have a tent area, which I will say was not heavily populated. That was not the big one. And then the RV and camper lot was huge. And yeah, a ton of people did it that way. Um, and just observing that RV setup takes so much time. I'm just convinced that the hardest workers in the world are the people that RV because it is, it's not for the faint of heart. It's so yeah. fun, but like the amount of work it takes to prep, get there, set up, tear down, you know? Yeah. I feel that way. We recently went, um, to Lake Erie um, our friends have a house on Catawba Island and they also have a boat and it's the same thing for boat owners. Like there's so much prep that goes into like the boat and then like cleaning the boat afterwards and like getting everything covered back up. I'm like, man, that's fun. But like, yeah, there's, there's work involved. It's the best when you go as a guest and you just I know. Get to show yeah, up. That's why I help. love my parents' house because I get to show up. They have their boat right there. Um, Listen, I love my parents regardless, whether they have a boat or not, but it does make it way easier on our family to not have to do all of that. Like we're, <laughs> it's a lot of work. You have to love it. Yeah. Is what I'm saying, yeah. um, which segues into our conversation today, because I counted myself out as a camper for 40 years. I was like, wait, mm -hmm. have your kids truly never been camping? They've like stayed a night in a tent. Okay. But we've never gone to a campsite for like multiple nights just to camp camp. Um, yeah. yeah, they've tent slept, but it wasn't true. Like pack all your stuff, go camping. Justin's yeah. been camping. He enjoys it. I, on the other hand, 
we went two nights in Hocking Hills, like before we were married. I'm like, what is this? I brought <laughs> granola bars and felt like I was like foraging in the wilderness. I did not love, but we tried it again. And yeah. I was counting myself out because I didn't think that I would love it. I feel like it's the most wholesome family fun you can have. For sure. The kids would wake up, run to the campsite next to us where our friends were, sit by the fire, run around all day long. You know, it was just a lifestyle that I'm not familiar with, but I am glad I didn't for sure count us ourselves out of because I had so much fun. We all did. We could do a whole episode on the the health benefits of camping because I am we're pretty much camping right now. Like the cabin that you stayed in is probably what my house is right now. (laughs) No, it's not, but it was, it was, yeah, it was just bare bones, you know, like it wasn't anything, but it was the funny part was Jude, the middle one, who's the one that like always wants our family to be together and like would just sleep in one family bed. If he could, he was like, I wish this was our real house. And I was like, wait, like our house house. He was like, yeah, I wish that this was our real house because it was you walk in, our bedroom was Justin and I slept like to the right and then up top was a loft where they slept and then Zeke slept on a futon. It was literally like a one room little place and he just loved it and wants it to be our forever home. Oh my gosh. That's like Ruby's obsessed with our house right now. And like, you know, when we first moved in and we still don't have a table we do not have a dining room table inside of our house. So during the summer we eat outside, but in the winter she would, which is, we moved in December 21st and with nothing. And, and so, cause we left everything in Columbus and we would put down a beach towel and eat dinner on that and on the floor. And she was like, this is, I love this. I love this house. Like she, and like, sometimes we'll mention in passing like, Oh, someday we'll build a new house. And she's like, every single time she's like, no, no, I love it here. Like, you know, and she means it. Like she just, kids just love the simplicity of it. And then, and I, and I, every time she says that, I'm like, gosh, like let's borrow from that. You know, like we make mm-hmm. it so complicated. Yeah. And like um, in our first world desires, because I do wonder, I mean, I'm sure there's a whole psychology about it, but it's like, maybe there's just some comfort in all being close and knowing where each other are all the time. And like forces you to be more of a family unit. Whereas our home right now, we don't live in a mansion by any means, but we have space. And so the kids can choose to go down the basement or they could go up to their rooms or like, you know, and I have to call for them. So it's not like, you're like, Hey, (laughs) how are you right next door? Um, and so I do. Yeah. I, I can see why Ruby and Jude both love a little, a little home with their bunker. Oh, bunker. Yeah. <laughs> um, which really is all we need in life truly is we make it, we fill our homes and things with yeah. more and I'm not getting down on that, but I think like there is something really beautiful and refreshing and just the simplicity of well, that's why I think like, um, going camping is so awesome because you realize maybe not your first trip, but your next trip, you'll realize how little you actually need. Or you probably did realize that this weekend, you probably overpacked and realized like, oh, I didn't need that. Or I didn't need that. Like you really don't need that much, especially if you're camping 
without friends who are making smoothies and things. Like if you're just really bare bonesing it, like you really don't need much. And I feel that way, like just living here, I've realized that. And, um, and it is so refreshing. It's just so dang refreshing to like simplify. Um, I, I, I just am all about the simplification of life because we make it so freaking overcomplicated. Yeah. Um, I realize this is not the, well, this is not where maybe this is what we should talk about today. Cause this isn't what we were going to talk about today, yeah. but like, I just did a five day gut reset where I ate very simply. And it was also so refreshing because I love to cook and like make new recipes and like try all these new things. But that requires me to go to the grocery a lot, to spend extra time meal making meals, you know? And then at the end of the day, Ruby and Seth do not care what they eat. They are like such simple eaters. And it's me who always wants to make the latest, like half-baked harvest thing, you know, like, and, and so anyway, I did a gut reset where I was literally eating like two hard boiled eggs for lunch and a chicken breast for dinner. And it was so simple. And I, I got so much time back from that. And oh yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think some of it is too, like, I, I, there's like a whole thing, like how we were brought up is food and serving food, a form of like loving people. Like I do absolutely think that for sure, but it doesn't have to be complicated. Sorry. And so I think that like, that's where the hangup is and where I was going with like counting myself out of like camping or whatever. I think in my head, a lot of it's like a mental load of overcomplicating what I think something is or should be or could be rather than just kind of allowing myself to enjoy a simpler process. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It's realizing a lot of what I say I can or can't do, or that's me or not me is a total mindset. Thing. Yeah. And and so that's like more of what we want to talk about today. Not, not simplifying life, but it kind of goes hand in hand that, with that, but like uh, overgeneralizing leading to selling yourself short is what we kind of want to talk about today. So for 40 years, you've said, I'm not a camper mm-hmm. and, and you've never opened yourself up to be like, if it weren't for your friends, you probably wouldn't have gone camping this weekend because yeah, that's not something that you considered yourself as. Yeah, we'd be like, let's go to that Marriott on. pool. <laughs> yeah. Let's go on that beach vacay. Let's, you know, you know, I'm, are you, you know, I hear people say all the time, are you a beach person or are you a lake person? Are you a morning person? Or are you a night person? Like, and I think, you know, those things are fine and fun to say until you let it define you until you let it like, I'm not a camper. So you just like completely shut yourself off from that experience. So I'm glad that you stepped out of your comfort zone and went and realized how much fun it is. And I look forward to staying in the new RV that you guys are going to buy next week. Oh my gosh, <laughs> next week. Yeah, I know the kids, you know, they have like no concept of what things cost. They're like, can we get one? And I'm like, okay. We like literally just stayed in one cabin, like pipe down. We'll take this one step at a time. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a million different ways that this can pertain to our lives. This is just one recent one, but it got me thinking. And um you know, I do think it's good to 
start thinking about like you you were saying christian example about like in what ways do we say i'm a this kind of person i'm a that kind of person um and like maybe some of them are benign but some, maybe some of them are preventing us from living i don't know even like yeah. a fun life or like finding a passion or whatever because you had talked yeah. about when we talked before you had talked about um morning like are you a morning person yes. and like people's comments so can you talk a little bit about what you've read yeah. about so i um probably my most influential morning book that i've ever read is the miracle morning and in the book he talks about people who like it's a very common thing for people to say well i'm not a morning person it's just i'm not i'm, I'm a night owl i would rather stay up till 3 a.m instead of wake up early. And, and the reality is that like, maybe that is what comes easier to you or feels more natural to you. But when you program yourself by saying out loud or saying internally, I am not a morning person, or I am not made to be a wife, or I am not made to cook food or whatever generalization you say out loud, you program into your being, and then you are cutting yourself off from an opportunity that very well could become something that you enjoy if you just gave it more time, if you just allowed yourself to step into that role, even if it feels uncomfortable for the first three weeks that you do it. You know, um, we all know it takes like at least 21 days for something to become a habit. And so I am not an exerciser because the first 21 days felt like hell. So I just stopped, you know, like I'm not a, well, I mean, this is a different one because people like knees and stuff, but people, I, I hear it a lot. Cause I run, I'm not a runner. Yeah. And I get it. Like I get it, but I think that's a huge one that, and I'm like, I mean, if your body is able to, like you probably could, if you wanted to, but right. yeah. <laughs> like everyone could set an alarm for 5.00 AM and wake up. Maybe some people would wake up a little bit more chipper than others, but in time and with the right preparation, you could become a morning person. Like you could um, really learn to enjoy your mornings. And, and I'm convinced that you would, I know that you would anybody, any single person. Um, and so I think we just need to be careful and I'm super guilty of this as well. I, I just said it yesterday and I'll tell you what I said in a second, but like, of overgeneralizing because so for, for example, just say yesterday I was talking to a friend and she used to be my yoga instructor. And I was telling her how much I really would love to get back into a yoga practice. But I said, I can't do yoga at home. And then I caught myself and I realized like, you know what? <laughs> Physically, I'm perfectly capable of doing yoga at home and I am a Peloton app subscriber. So I have access to yoga classes for free and there's a million resources out there. I could do yoga at home. I just currently find it a struggle to find the time, the space, the quietness, but I'm perfectly capable yeah. of doing yoga at home. Yeah. Um, and so maybe it will be more painful to get into that practice. Maybe that pain is what I'm pushing back against. Um, but if I could just work through that, then I could be a freaking at-home yogi. And, you know. Yeah. 
that generalization is cutting me off from an experience that I really want to have. So um, I caught myself actually. And I said, I'm actually, I shouldn't say that. I'm just currently not good at doing yoga at home, but I could get, I could become good at doing yoga at home. Um, and that's a silly example, but it's powerful the way we program our minds by what we say out loud or what we think. Absolutely. I think a way to kind of like, if you catch yourself making a generalization and listen, like if you don't want to be a morning person or if you don't want to be a camper or whatever generalization that you are saying, then fine. Like that's cool. <laughs> um, but if it's something that you want, like in my case, I want to do yoga at home. If it's something that you want to do and you just have counted yourself out, um, then this is a perfect time to, oh, it's the perfect time. You, I just snuck that right in. Yes, you did. Per- this is the perfect time to maybe write down a couple of affirmations that you can put on your bathroom mirror or your fridge or, you know, on your Bible or wherever you spend your time um, so that you can start to reprogram yourself. Like I physically am capable of doing yoga at home. I will find the quiet time to do yoga at home. Um, I, you know, or get yourself excited about doing yoga at home. Like maybe what I need to do is like come over to my barn and make a cool like yoga-ish studio, put up some cool Christmas lights and make the room real dark and like put some um, essential oils on my diffuser, like set up something that makes me excited to reprogram myself or if being a morning person is something you look forward to get yourself a new journal or a new outfit to put on in the morning that you're going to work out in first thing, like make yourself excited to do the thing that you've so far struggled to do. Um, Yeah. Get a a new cookbook or, um, you know, whatever it is, whatever generalization you're making, find a way if it's something that you desire to change, to make it exciting and fun, use affirmations to, reprogram the the wiring that you've already created in your mind about whatever so that you're not self-limiting yourself anymore um yes because the truth is like you said Lindsay, if you're physically able to run you can be a runner like if you want to be um we have the power to to become as successful as we want in any area we just have to stop those generalizations and yes go for it. And I love what you said about like, if you don't want to, like, obviously, like if you don't, like not everyone like needs to go camping all of a sudden, you don't want to, you don't have to. But, um, I've talked about this before in the podcast. I've never heard the phrase of counting yourself out of something more than when I homeschooled, like everyone was like, I would never do that. I could, no, it was, I could never do that. Not I would never. That's what I think people meant to say. Like I would never, which I get it. Like I get it that it's not for everybody, but people would say I could never do that. And I thought, it. I always thought it was interesting because I read into everything. So I'm like, are you saying that because you know that you wouldn't want to and that's the way you're expressing it? Or do you really believe that you couldn't do that? Because right. if you, you couldn't do that, I will show you a million ways that you could, you could make it happen. I promise. Like, even if you have a full-time career, even whatever, like there's so many people that do it, but I don't think that's what people meant. And so I think sometimes it's like, 
yeah, if you don't want to, then you're not going to like make that work. But if, if it's something that you desire to do or you're open to doing something, that's what we're talking about is like, maybe let's open our minds a little bit. Let, let's maybe think about the things that we've said, like, I'm not this. And if you get an opportunity and a friend invites you to go somewhere, like maybe be like, oh, you know, that's not typically my thing, but like, what a cool opportunity to see if maybe I like it. Right. Yeah. I, I love don't know. That. Yes, for sure. I, I mean, I think, yeah, I can think of a million and I don't want to call out anyone but myself. So I'm not going to, but like I once went on a hiking trip with a friend who discounted herself as she said, I am, I don't hike. I just don't, I don't do it. And honestly, it kind of made the trip. It was kind of hard because the whole time she kept telling us and her, she wasn't a hiker, but she elected to go on this hiking trip. Yeah. Like, come on, like, you know, like you, you can do this. You can find enjoyment here. You just have to switch your lens. Really. That's all it is. And, and like, that's really all life is exactly like, we just have to find ways to switch our lenses um, and little tiny mindset tweaks that are really going to allow us to like open up and enjoy. Like if you had gone camping this past weekend and the whole time you were like, this is going to be the worst. I am just going to eat hot dog on a stick. And like, this is going <laughs> to be so terrible. And yeah. you would not have had fun, but instead you were like, I'm going to make this fun food. And, you know, I think that was probably good that you did that. That way you were excited to, to go camping and, um, you know, and I think it's like, sometimes I don't know, not everybody's wired like this, but if I don't know what to expect, I get anxious. So I don't like going into new territories where I don't know what's going to happen. And so the more I prepare, the better I feel, but it's also a lot of work to prepare. Yeah. So I think this might be a personality thing. Whereas like I have friends that are game for whatever. And it's kind of like, I'm along for the adventure. I want to be like that. I'm just being honest saying like, I'm not like, I like an expectation. I like to know what, what I'm getting into. Yeah. Um, and so I think just like being real with ourselves and knowing who we are and it's not a downfall. It's just how I'm wired. So right. I was the one being like, what do women wear camping? Like, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I don't want to know. I want to know what I'm supposed to do. Um, right. and that's okay. Yeah. I, I think that's an excellent point. Like there are some definitely most people I would say have some degree or level of anxieties in new unknown situations. Like if you've never gone for a run before, how's it going to feel? Or, you know, what shoes are the right shoes to, you know, like, yeah. I, do I have water? Like, you know, there's those unknowns are definitely, but I think the unknowns, that's what keeps people probably from doing things a lot of the times. And mm -hmm. whenever you face those dragons, it's never, as bad as you think it's going to be, you know, like you just, it's, it ends up being totally fine. I, I'm, <laughs> I am, I've probably talked about this before. I am so caveman, like when it comes to food, I still fear in 2023 that I'm going to be without food. And I, that's insane. We all know that's insane. There's a McDonald's on every corner. I've never been hungry in my life and not wanted to be not, not knock on wood. I've 
fasted and I, but if I, if I wanted food, it's always been there, but I still fear that's my unknown is like, when am I going to have access to food? I need a food. Can you map out the food day? I, I say that to Seth. No, all I the felt time. the same way. And it's not because like of any, but yeah, you just like want to, yeah, preparate, whatever it is, whatever your thing is about preparation or what to expect or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I, I can relate to that. And I think other people can too. And it, as like almost silly as these examples are, I think it pertains to a lot of us are what are the things that we're like not letting ourselves try to do just because either we're scared to, or we're scared we're going to fail, or, um, we've told ourselves for 40 years, something like, I think the morning person example is honestly the best of like, I hear all the time that people want to change their habits and their ways. Um, but if you decide all of a sudden to, to stop saying that you're not a morning person, well, that means that like, you probably have to go to bed earlier. So like, at what points are we willing, are we willing to make those shifts, not just in the morning, but like what comes before so that it enables us to, to do what we're, I don't know, going to try. And I think we're scared of failure too. Some of us, I am sometimes. And so, yeah, anyway, that, that kind of brings up like the second thing I wanted to talk about today is just like, um, and we should wrap up here soon, but I think the fear of, of failing is so huge. And, um, we live in a world where we see, um, you know, people on social media now more than ever, like the thing on social media is you have to niche down, right? So all these influencers are niching down and they're, they're doing one thing and they're doing one thing almost to perfection. Um, and so we see constantly these examples of men or women being perfect at this one thing, but we're, we're seeing multiple different things on social media. So every example is perfect. And then that, at least for me, like I have to have a, a chat with myself on the regular, like, Hey, I don't need to be perfect at my first loaf of sourdough, or I don't need to be perfect at the first time I wake up at 5am. I'm allowed to feel like shit at 5am. Like I embrace that feeling actually, because yeah. I know that I'm growing in this process or, yeah. you know, and so just being cool with being mediocre. Like, I think we need to embrace that more as a society mm -hmm. and that will give us more permission to try new things and fail at them. Like do that. I almost think it's like a good practice of like failing at something is perfect. Like that's great. You should mm -hmm. fail at a couple of things, you know, um, it builds character. It's going to like exercise that muscle of like and, and being comfortable saying, dude, I just, like to a friend or in front of people, like I sucked at that. Like go run a I half marathon. I think that whole point though, I don't think anyone wants to say that. I think people look at that as such a weakness to say, I'm not good at something. And I don't know, maybe this is the lens that I look through, but I don't know if it's the older you get. Like I know it humbles you, but I think there's something in us that feel like we should have mastered X, Y, and Z by the time we're, you know, in our thirties or forties. So to say, I'm not good at that. Or like somebody our age, that's like, yikes, I'm not a good cook. It's like, I think it's, people are scared yeah. to say things like that because oh, it, sure. I mean, it is scary, but also like, let's do it. Let's just, I know it's great. I'm just saying like, I, there, I'm, 
Yeah, like, no, yeah. I, I know. I completely agree with you. And I, I hope that like all the listeners know that like Lindsay and I had this conversation before we started this podcast. Like yeah. we together were like, we have no clue what we're doing. Should we do like we had behind the scenes conversations quite a bit that were like, well, we don't really know what we're doing. Should we like, <laughs> should we research a little bit more? Should we like do a practice recording before we like do this or should we just go for it? And like, we both consciously together were like, let's just go for it. Let's show these women, our listeners, that we don't have to be perfect at something to, to, to start it. And we're just going to start. And our first episode, I'm sure if I went back, I would laugh and cringe all at the same time. <laughs> but, but we did something that I'm so proud of us for. We just went for it. And um, and that was 95% Christy just being like, we're not re-recording one more time. So we're just going to keep going, which again is great because it's like, you have like to have people in your corner that push you along the way. And I think like you, you know, like, I'm sure there were people who listened to our first couple of episodes and they were like, oh my gosh, that was terrible. I am never listening again. Yeah, and I, and, and good for them, like go on to someone more perfect. But I hope that if that was you and you're back, that, you know, if you're, if you're projecting that outward, are you also projecting that inward? Are you also saying to yourself, I'm not going to do something. I'm not going to listen to that podcast unless it's perfect. Are you also saying to yourself, I'm not going to try X, Y, and Z unless I'm perfect. Like just check in with yourself. That's so good. I think that's where that's hurt. That's if amazing. you're projecting that outwards, a lot of times you're also probably projecting that inwards. And so it's just a good check-in. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's a practice. My gosh, it's a practice. Like I'm, I catch myself there all the time. And I think, um, you know, it's, well, we're our own worst critic. And I think like Christy, this is funny because from the very beginning, I used to listen to every episode and re-listen re before we posted and Christy never did. And I've I never, I've never re-listened to an episode. Yeah. Well, I took your advice after probably episode 10 because I would always find something that I would critique and change. And even though I was a communications major, a lot of times it does not sound like that on the podcast because I say like a million times or I stumble around my words, but that was the point of this whole thing was to have real conversations like we would if we were just hanging around and letting other people and inviting other people into the conversation. So hopefully if you are listening, you can appreciate that of what, you know, where we're going and who knows, maybe two years down the road, it'll change its tune a little bit. Maybe we'll polish up, but for right now, um, I, I love what you said, Christy, because I think it's very true and you know, we're all just trying our best. <laughs> so yeah. That's I love that. Yeah. So let's be unpolished and like, you know, just try new things and, um, practice even just acknowledging when you start to go to a place where you say, I am not X, Y, Z, like just press pause, rewind. And you can say that, but I want you to say it in a different way. Instead of saying, I am not a morning person, say, I have yet to master becoming a morning person, but it's something I'd like to try. 
just that small tweak, you're still saying the same thing, but you're giving yourself more grace. You're opening yourself up to the possibility of becoming something that you desire to become without completely closing off and wiring your brain against it, really. Um, so anyway, I hope that's speaks to you. Think about something that you've that you've wanted to do, but you've just kind of checked yourself out of because you don't think you can. Um, and go for it. Set that alarm Amen. early. Make, make that really terrible loaf of sourdough that you end up turning into croutons afterwards. Like just go for it, you know? Yeah. I'm glad you went camping. I'm glad that you went camping. Oh my gosh. It was so fun. And we're going again. I mean, we're going to go next year. Like it was great, but yes, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I'm, I did too. Can I come next time? I know that you invited me, but I really want to be no, available. I want you to come. But okay. you're like the professional. I love to have somebody who knows what they're no, doing. No, I'm not. Time. We're so simple. We literally bring hot dogs and marshmallows. That's great. All are welcome. But um, yes, I, um, I'm learning every day. We're learning. Let's end with this. It's the perfect time to go out and try something new. I'm going to set up a little cozy yoga studio in my barn and give it a go. How about that? I'll report back and let you know how it's going. Enjoy okay. the rest of your week, my friends. All right. Namaste. <laughs>